Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Money Talk. I'm Neil Kreisel and Diane Duver and I know I your hosts every week right here on AM1290, FM96.9, and streaming at AM1290 KZSB.com. We're repeated at 11 and on Saturdays at 6. We're brought to you by American Riviera Bank, smart banking for smart people in Santa Barbara and Figueroa Street and Atacapa Streets and in Montecito's Upper Village. And Arlington Financial Advisors, a leading wealth management firm in Santa Barbara, providing its clients with the personal care and attention of a small independent firm, coupled with the vast resources of a major financial institution. Hi, Neil. How are you doing today? Uh, good. It's uh, There's something out in front of my house today I haven't seen for a while. It's sun. <laughs> so you're getting <laughs> vitamin D. Isn't that great? Yeah. Well... We're in for a real treat today. We have my business partner, Arthur Swally, who heads up our investments for Arlington Financial Advisors today with us. Arthur, thank you for taking the time. Well, thanks for having me on. So um, the first article we have is from the Wall Street Journal, and it's entitled, As China's Economy Flashes Indications of Decline, the Consequences Pose Perils for Countries Around the Globe. Uh, Chinese exports have declined for three months in a row, while imports have dropped in five consecutive months, indicating uh, flagging prospects. Um, and now we have uh, news that prices have fallen on a range of goods from food to apartments, raising the specter that China could be on the brink of a so-called of so-called deflation. Um, and we have deepening distress in China's housing market as well. Uh, according to one economist in the article, the slowdown in China is definitely going to weigh on global economic outlook. China has been the source of more than 40% of global economic growth compared to 22% for the United States and 9% from the 20 countries that use the euro. Uh, the worry is widespread sense that Chinese authorities are limited in terms of their options, uh, giving their mounting de debts, uh, which is now estimated 282% of national output, that which is uh, more than even the United States. Um, the uh, problem is exacerbated by the fact that uh, facing deflation is probably one of the worst uh, uh, scenarios you can get for uh, economic outlook, because, you know, as Keene said, you can pull a string, you can't push a string, and therefore, there's not many things you can do to break deflationary cycles. So, you know, we can sit back and look at China and say, well, it's just too bad, they're our enemy, but the amount of uh, economic power that they have in terms of buying and selling stuff to us and other countries is really substantial. Yes, that will have a significant impact on, on global growth. Um, so uh, I, that article took me like three minutes to, to, to do, and, and your comment is four words. <laughs> well, when you <laughs> got it right, you got it right. What, what do you want me to say? Um, okay, so the next article um, is interesting, and it probably is something you should talk to your financial advisor about, and that is, uh, the re it's, it's entitled... Uh, a retirement puzzle, turning over control of your money. And it begins by saying, figuring out exactly when and how to make a transition is one of the biggest decisions a retired person can face. It requires self-awareness and the willingness to allow others to make important decisions for you. Uh, a, a, a survey showed that 
in 2020, 2,500 investors at Vanguard over uh, age uh, 55, an average of 74, showed that many were not confident that they would recognize the ideal time to allow someone to take over for them. Um, and um, the uh, suggestion from in this article is that you should at least uh, create what's called a trusted contact so that uh, banks can look at some of the things that you do, which they're questioning and and, and have someone they can that's been designated to, to be this contact that can uh, give them a, a some input as to whether or not it's, it's something that you really want to do. But it's really a, a very, very difficult. Uh, and I guess one of the things that both your therapist and your financial advisor needs to do is find ways to convince people, not when it's really too late, but really beforehand to know when it's time to give up that driver's license and when it's time to give up your financial management. You know, that brings up a very good point. And what we do at Arlington is when, as people go through through their life cycle and they go on and start aging, what we do is we often encourage, you know, our, our client to add one of their children as a co-trustee or someone who's who they trust implicitly, who's involved in their end of life care or decisions and to be a part of the meetings and to be a part of their overall lives, because it does create a much happier path in your end of care, end of life care than struggling to continue to make those decisions when you don't feel like you're capable. Yeah, it's it's a very it's very difficult because to give up control is a, in in a sense admitting to your own mortality. So it's probably one of the most difficult decisions that uh, people have to make. And um, I, I I imagine it's something that uh, you really need to have people who are advising you do it in a very gentle, intelligent way. Absolutely, and oftentimes we talk about it before you before people get to that stage. And so that they have a clear understanding of how it works and and what happens, and we have a clear understanding of how how they want it to to, to go to go on for their overall well being. The next article is from the Washington Post, and this was a surprise to me. Um, the headline is "Credit Card Debt Tops One Trillion Dollars." Okay, that's not that surprising, but it's trapping, and they mean trapping because the interest rates are so high trapping even six-figure earnings, earners. Um, the data shows a surge in credit card debt pushing American collective balance above a trillion dollars for the first time. Credit card balances hit uh, this $20 million mark in the second, $1 tr trillion mark in the second quarter. Um, and um, the surprise number here is that 72% uh, of cardholders with credit card debt had annual incomes above 100000 or more. I mean, that's really surprising. You would think that someone who's got income of over 100000 would find a better way to either uh, uh, find a solution to their money problems or uh, just use uh, any other source of assets to get credit as opposed to a credit card. But um, I think you're counting though how much inflation has actually affected those high income earners as well. You know, their $100,000 doesn't go nearly as far as it did in in 2019 or even 2020 for that matter. And so 
I think they got used to a lifestyle that now with inflation, when you have eggs going from $5 per dozen to, to 11, it really starts to impact the bottom line. And they're using a credit card as that stopgap. Well, you jumped in in the middle of the article, but you actually were prescient because that's exactly what the article says, is that uh, people uh, are used to a, a lifestyle. And as inflation rises, they don't adjust quickly enough. And with COVID lockdown, people are just being a little bit more irresponsible, if that's the right word, and are putting uh, discretionary spending on their credit card, which leads me to my last article, which is really surprising and it's entitled 61%, 61% of Americans say they are living paycheck to paycheck. Um, uh, as of June, this June, 61% of adults say they are living paycheck to paycheck, according to the Lending Club report. Lower income uh, workers have been the hardest hit by price spikes, particularly for food and staples. Uh, roughly three quarters of consumers earning less than 50000 annually, or and 65% of those earnings between fifty and 100000 were living paycheck to paycheck. Uh, a majority, 52% of adults, including high earners, said they have felt more financially stressed since before COVID pandemic began. And I think this is one of the reasons why, if you look at the polling, uh, Biden uh, does not poll uh, as well as one would expect, given what economists think is, is a really uh, robust uh, economic uh, scenario that we're seeing as opposed to a recession. Uh, and that's because the statistics, the macro statistics look pretty good, but people feel poor because of inflation. And, you know, they may have gotten a raise, but it's not enough to permit them to feel comfortable. So it, it one of the reasons that there's a little bit of pessimism in this country is not because they can't find a job, but because their incomes aren't keeping up with the cost of living. And as inflation comes down, um, as it, as it's been coming down this year, and and wage growth continues to go up, I think this might be the this quarter might be the first quarter that people might feel you know if they had just changed jobs, they're going to start to feel the economic impact of making more money without that erosion of purchasing power that inflation does. Yeah, hope so. Uh, you're listening to Money Talk on AM twelve ninety and FM ninety six point nine, and we'll be right back. American Riviera Bank is actually really good offering the loan to small businesses. The customer service that Renee gave, it was amazing. She actually gave us step by step. She helped me with every single step on the paperwork. She was great. We found a great bank and now we have a great coffee shop. You can bank on American Riviera. We do. American Riviera Bank. Bank on better. It's a fact. Successful wealth management is built on strategies that focus on the big picture, take a long-term view, and establish deep and valued relationships. Hello, I'm Diane Duva, founding partner at Arlington Financial Advisors, Santa Barbara's trusted family guide, empowering you to make more informed and confident decisions. At Arlington Financial Advisors, we bring order and balance to your financial life by monitoring and managing risk so you can focus on your work, family, and enjoying the moment. We are a fully independent firm offering strategic financial planning, estate and tax planning, and private money management. 
Our plants and portfolios are handcrafted using a rigorous and disciplined approach, supported by a consistent yet highly personalized client experience. Our clients look to Arlington Financial Advisors as a home away from home, a comfortable place to protect what they've accomplished while they prepare for what comes next. Please visit ArlingtonFinancialAdvisors.com or call me, Diane Duva, at 805-699-7300. This is the place that talks about Santa Barbara. Skyview. Community Matters. Radio Real Estate. Money Talk. The Andy Caldwell Show. Teen Sports Radio. Community Alert. Mortgage Matters. Welcome to the Voices. 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 Voices of Santa Barbara. The CEO Report. CSUCI presents About Education. The Farm to Table Hour. Around the World. The Jeremiah Show. The Art and Antiques Radio Show. Garden Gossip. Cork and Fork Radio Show. Tell me your story. It's radio with TV's Tim Stack. You'll hear it first here at KZSB Santa Barbara. Welcome back to Money Talk, brought to you by Arlington Financial Advisors, a leading wealth management firm founded on providing thoughtful, objective, and comprehensive financial guidance for families and entities who are seeking long-term financial confidence. And we can be reached at 805-564-1290, or you could email us at moneytalk1290 at gmail.com. If you're just joining us, we're thrilled to have on the show Arthur Swally, my business partner and director of investments for Arlington Financial Advisors. And so, Arthur, thanks again for joining us. This is your second appearance on the show, and we appreciate you taking the time. So before the break, Neil was talking about an article about um, the satisfaction of Americans and how most people are feeling more stressed about money. And you had mentioned something about a misery index. Can you share with us, share with the audience a little bit about that? Oh, I'd love to kick off my appearances uh, on your show with uh, misery. With misery. So, yeah, let, let's get started there. Um, the misery index is measured by economists uh, today in this country is 85 percentile to the good. So in other words, we're 85 percent better than than historical measurements of economic misery. Um, however, Americans, when polled in recent polling, uh, 80% to the negative think that we're in in either poor or uh, below average economic shape. So the misery index uh, that people feel is, is diametrically opposed to the misery index that is actually measured by statistical economics, uh, which I think goes a long way to explaining in our previous uh, segment why people uh, are feeling poorly, yet uh, I think we may be starting to see, as Diane mentioned, a change as, as wages are now increasing faster than inflation for the first time uh, since uh, uh, the pandemic. And so what, so as wage growth increases and inflation cools off, how do you see people being able to to get ahead, do you think that will increase savings or do you think people will just spend more? Well, um, part of the what Neil was talking about with the 61% uh, living paycheck to paycheck is is that is the reality in America. It's been that way for a long time. Uh, we have a situation where if real wages are rising faster than inflation, then those 60% of Americans are going to be able to spend a little bit more and keep the economy uh, from going uh, 
uh, into recession, which appears to be what's been happening uh, so far in this kind of Goldilocks economy we're, we're enjoying right at the moment. So when you say Goldilocks economy, what do you mean by that? What I mean is that we're seeing a, a, an economy where inflation is cooling, where 12 months ago it was at 9%, now it's running at 3%. Uh, where uh, wages are increasing now faster than inflation, and we're seeing markets uh, behaving in, a, in an overall positive way uh, after uh, a correction last year. Uh, we've had a, uh, a nice rally in financial markets this year. So we have financial markets up, real wages are up, and uh, economic growth is, is positive and surprising to the positive side. So I just got emailed in a question asking about, do you see any more bank crises out, crises out there, given the fact that earlier this year we've had three banks fail? Do, you, do we see with the, um, with the you know, commercial real estate loans coming due, what, what, what are you foreseeing there in the economy? Um, well, foresight is, I think, a nice word for speculation. Uh, and my speculation is, is that um, we're still going to see some uh, uh, stresses in, in the financial sector. Uh, I think commercial real estate lending is, is, is an interesting example and certainly one that is well known in the uh, uh, financial community. Um, usually when there's a risk that's well known, it, it can get discounted by markets and end up not being as much as a risk and an, and an unknown factor could come up and, and take us by surprise, which is what usually happens. We get take, most people get taken by surprise. Uh, so I would say to your question, yes, I think we will uh, see some dislocations at some point here in the next you know, 6, 12, 18 months. Uh, since we've had such a, a, a rapid increase in short-term interest rates over the last year. But what those will specifically be, I, I don't have the, uh, the crystal ball to be able to predict that. So back to inflation, it seems as if the Fed is getting a handle you know, on inflation and it's doing a good job at sucking that money out of the economy. Um, how does the Fed do that? And can you describe that to us? Uh, sure. Well, the Fed has uh, two uh, uh, goals. And one is to uh, keep the inflation rate at a 2% at a annualized. That's their target. And the second mandate, or I should say not goal, their actual mandate is one is 2% inflation. And the other is a 4% uh, unemployment rate. Uh, so that's their target. Uh, mandate. And right now we're at 3.1% on the headline inflation and going down or trending downwards. And we are at 3.6% on the unemployment rate. So we're actually under target um, as part of that Goldilocks discussion. So what the Fed though, and when we talk about the future, what we have to look at is what the actual people who are making decisions are saying right now uh, to get actual information. Um, so the actual information from a Fed governor uh, from San Francisco is that she said specifically, uh, we're going to continue to push towards the 2% inflation target and use all of our tools that we have at our disposal to do that. And that being said, it makes me and makes our firm believe that um, if the data continues to be in the 3% uh, range on inflation and a below 
uh, target uh, unemployment rate at 3.6, it looks like uh, more interest rate uh, increases uh, if those st statistical facts continue, uh, more interest rate hikes could be coming. And if, you, if you're looking at, as you're discussing monetary policy, you can make the case that the Fed has handled the current last two years very deftly. But uh, fiscal policy is another story. And, mm. you know, we have a dysfunctional uh, government and there's another threat of a uh, shutdown and a budget mm. crisis. Uh, what what are you what would you do if the congressional leaders came to you and said you can be king for a day we'll do whatever you tell us to do the next two days what is the right thing to make the economy more robust without mm. any political issues what would you recommend I think that first Neil you'd wake up in a cold sweat because you'd be like what just <laughs> happened well, if I, and, you know, I welcome the knock on the door to be king for the two days. Yeah. Uh, yes, thank you. That would be great. Um, but with that not happening, this my speculation uh, is that, um, I shouldn't say speculation, I would say my recommendation would be first and foremost, uh, uh, get the... Um, the tax income and the expenditure lines of the uh, balance sheet uh, trending in the right direction. We've been trending in the wrong direction, and we need to start trending in the right direction. And that would include you know, targeted uh, tax increases, for example, on carried interest for hedge funds, and also um, cutting spending uh, in bloated areas of the uh, federal budget and and looking at how to uh, shift Social Security slightly to make it uh, continue to be viable looking out into the into the future. So, yeah, I would put all those things on the table and trim because I don't think we're at a crisis state yet. But the way to avoid a crisis is to shift the the direction of the the trend, which is to get it going the right way. And the way to do that is to increase revenues and reduce spending. Or yeah. hold the line on spending. Yeah, unfortunately, the idea of raising taxes, which obviously not obviously, but for me it is obviously, is it would be the right thing to do, is really not going to happen in our lifetime. Uh, you're listening to Money Talk on AM twelve ninety and FM ninety six point nine, and we'll be right back. farming a vineyard you have 180 days to bring about a certain quality for the eventual wine. With a bank like American Riviera Bank it's really comforting to have a partner that understands the agricultural landscape. Having people that communicate quickly with us that are able to be flexible in how we're doing our business on a day-to-day -day basis has been a real strength in what we bring to our client base. You can bank on American Riviera. We do. American Riviera Bank. Bank on better. The Jewish Federation of Greater Santa Barbara is dedicated to building a vibrant and inclusive local Jewish community and to strengthening the relationship between the Jewish community and the community at large. Here's Doug Weinstein. 
Well, Jewish Federation of Greater Santa Barbara is a wonderful organization led by Cindy Silverman, who's our executive director. She came from the Anti-Defamation League. We've got Jewish counseling services here. If you've got depression, anxiety, or you need to talk to somebody, we've got people that can help you. We do a thing called Smooth Room for seniors. We provide education and entertainment and a meal. We've got a Friday holiday distribution also for seniors. We'll deliver door-to-door a nice little gift bag with a fresh challah that I bake. And we're opening up a deli. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be amazing. To learn more about the Jewish Federation of Greater Santa Barbara, check out the website at jewishsantabarbara.org or call 805-967-1115. Imagine if I told you that an earthquake was going to hit tomorrow right where you live. That it would be 6.5 in magnitude with aftershocks occurring twice 25 minutes apart. You'd no doubt talk with your loved ones, and you'd make a plan today. It's true. I can't tell you an earthquake will happen tomorrow. But what if it does? Shouldn't you have a plan? Go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Money Talk, brought to you by American Riviera Bank, making your life easier with cutting-edge technology, mobile deposits, free use of every ATM machine in the country, and a level of service other banks can only dream about. And we can be reached at 805-564-1290, or you can email us at moneytalk1290 at gmail.com. So, Arthur, we were talking previously about, you know, inflation. What's causing inflation right now, given that it seems that we do have access to goods? Uh, that's an interesting question. Um, we are still a little above trend in inflation, but what's really fascinating, you brought up eggs earlier in the show, and egg and chicken inflation has turned around and gone the other way. Uh, the eggs and chicken are a lot cheaper than they were uh, three and six months ago. Um, we're, the supply chains are, are being cured in a lot of different industries since the uh, disruption and, and dislocation and, uh, during COVID. Uh, so um, a lot of goods and services are actually on the way down and going into negative territory. Um, what is keeping inflation high right now is a pretty arcane concept of uh, uh, owner reported rental. Uh, uh, inflation, which is about 25% of the inflation number. Uh, and it made this past report, that inflation made up about uh, a half of the inflation in the US. And owner rent, OER is the acronym. OER uh, is defined as what owners of real estate think they would increase rents right now over last year. So it's not exactly a um, scientific measurement. Uh, it's relying on owners' uh, estimates of what they would raise rents right now. And it's also a very, what we call a lagging indicator. It's very back looking, it's very slow to catch up. So that number, while it is very high right now, is because the rental increases we've seen over the last few years are still rolling through and the the assumption, I think, of the Fed right now and the policymakers is, is that as a lagging indicator, that's going to start slowing down as well and become less of the inflation number. Um, 
So I've heard economists who have said that we are actually in, in real terms uh, even lower inflation than 3.1 uh, because of that uh, OER uh, data. So how do you account for the um, the labor market? How does that mm -hmm. play into the inflation? Oh, sure. Well, labor is, is really just such a critical uh, component because when you have a 3.6% uh, um, unemployment rate and a higher uh, work, a workplace participation rate uh, for the under 55 worker than we had before the pandemic. So we're actually seeing more people looking for jobs uh, than we had before the pandemic uh, in terms of coming back into the workforce. Uh, we start to see a lot of pressure on businesses to, uh, uh, to hire. They can't fill all the positions because they're just not enough workers still because everybody's getting paid well, everybody has a job. So why, uh, in order for businesses to hire new people or to lure them away from other businesses, they have to pay more money. So you see the wage inflation kick in, uh, which we've started to see outpace inflation now, actually. So that's a pressure that's really helping the Fed uh, to say, hey, we can't relax on interest rates. We may still have to keep raising. We're not going to lower them because um, we're still seeing this, this wage pressure in the economy, which we haven't seen really uh, in any real strong way since the great financial crisis of 2008. It's, it seems that we have a caller on the line. Can we patch them through? Hi, caller. Hi. Hi, Arthur. Hi, Diane. This is Susie. Um, I have read recently in the news about China's lack of growth, and I was just wondering how that is going to be affecting the world economy. Question. Thanks for calling in, Susie. Hi, Susie. So um, we touched on a little bit of the news article and uh, on how slow their growth is and how it may go negative. And that's the right question to ask going forward is what's going to be the effect on the world economy? Well, when China slows, uh, there's going to be a reshifting of, of resources and assets. Uh, China has grown so rapidly. Uh, it's had a 30-year run of between 6 and 10% annualized growth in their GDP. So the average worker over the last 30 years has gone from making $250 a year to almost $10,000 a year. That shift is going to hurt uh, the consumer market in China as people have to tighten their belts. You might see property defaults and foreclosures or the government just printing a bunch of money and sticking it uh, into the uh, property markets to stabilize. Uh, you might, And what the Chinese Communist Party does not want is uh, unrest. So they're going to do everything they can to keep the economy from going into that uh, uh, negative state. What that means is, is that the probably the price of doing business with China is going to continue going up, which means that manufacturers from around the world are going to continue moving towards uh, Vietnam and India and Malaysia and other countries where uh, it's now cheaper to produce goods and services than uh, goods, I'm sorry, than in uh, than China. So that will that will press China's growth down. So there's going to be a lot of economic tension, we think, in China as this as this plays out, the inevitable slowdown and re maybe even recession of Chinese growth. They haven't had a recession since the uh, Dong Xiaoping's uh, uh, reforms. So in other words, you don't think that we'll see any contagion in all of Asia. Really, there'll be more growth opportunities within the greater Asia once 
it slows down even more in China proper. I think that's true. I think that uh, I think that's very true. Uh, I think you'll see a lot of opportunities and and growth. Uh, India is growing fast; has been growing fast for several years. It has a lot of uh, uh, positive attributes. Um, you can see the same kind of growth there as you saw in China the previous thirty years. Um, and they, I think they now have are even more populous than than China. We're very close. Uh, and there's a lot of opportunity. We're starting to see, and Latin America is getting some of that business. And U.S. manufacturers are now more competitive uh, than they have been for a long, long time. With uh, you know, the, the math of moving your production uh, to China is is has shifted, and it's getting more uh, advantageous, especially with supply chain disruptions being a ongoing possibility. Uh, to do your manufacturing here in the States. So with that all being said, mm-hmm. how do you see the um, alliance with Russia and China affecting the Ukraine war, switching gears slightly? Here? Well, that's quite a shift. I know. Um, <laughs> and a big question on top of it all. Well, China's pretty definitely playing both sides of this one. I mean, they're they're ostensibly you know supportive of of Russia, but they're also participating in 20 nation uh, summits uh, where they're uh, looking for ways to uh, shift their energy consumption away from Russian uh, dependence. Look, um, this is real politic uh, in all its glory. If Russia uh, goes on a losing streak over the next few months and and loses more territory and looks, looks bad and Putin looks weaker, you know, China's just going to be stepping away. If Russia is more successful, then China will probably be more leaning towards that direction. I think it's just just about as brutal and simple as that. And and what type of effects do you think that an ongoing war in Ukraine will have in, on the U.S. economy as we shift more and more weapons and and um, our our uh, expertise, our our military expertise? to the Ukrainians? Uh, well, we are certainly um, seeing a lot of expenditure of uh, reserve weapon supplies uh, to Ukraine from NATO, all NATO countries. We're seeing a lot of, uh, so I guess um, being, an, arm, being an arms manufacturer would, would be a pretty good business right now, I would think. Uh, it begs the question, how much money should we spend on arms manufacturing? Uh, certainly open to debate and also to, I think, uh, my own personal opinion is we need a, a Harry Truman 1943-1944 Senate commission looking at how funds get spent in the military. I think we spend way too much for what we actually get, and I think that's a, a budgetary uh, uh, positive potential. But barring that, I think that you know, the United States uh, is going to have to spend more money uh, to replace uh, munitions and upgrade munitions and also prepare for China, which is playing a very long game. There may be a recession in China over the next few years, but that could be uh, the long-term growth could kick right back in and they're going to want to keep their people happy and ready for uh, potential conflicts and maybe expand into Taiwan. So there's a lot of wild cards uh, on that table uh, in terms of the military. So do you think that it's a good time to, 
increase exposure in, in Asia or do, would you just maintain what you have in terms of Asian investments? I think if you have an exposure, you can maintain it. I think, uh, you know, th th there's going to be a lot more volatility uh, than probably is comfortable for a lot of investors. Um, so obviously the best time to invest when there is when there's the least visibility and a good outcome, but because that's when prices are low. But uh, uh, if you want to wait for certainty, then you'll be paying a higher price. But uh, I think a lot of investors uh, are on that side of the, the behavioral and it makes sense because this is, you know, a, a, a very uh, volatile uh, region uh, of the world to to be uh, deploying uh, assets right now. You're listening to Money Talk on AM 1290 and FM 96.9, and we'll be right back. It's a fact. Successful wealth management is built on strategies that focus on the big picture, take a long-term view, and establish deep and valued relationships. Hello, I'm Diane Duva, founding partner at Arlington Financial Advisors, Santa Barbara's trusted family guide, empowering you to make more informed and confident decisions. At Arlington Financial Advisors, we bring order and balance to your financial life by monitoring and managing risk so you can focus on your work, family, and enjoying the moment. We are a fully independent firm offering strategic financial planning, estate and tax planning, and private money management. Our plans and portfolios are handcrafted using a rigorous and disciplined approach, supported by a consistent yet highly personalized client experience. Our clients look to Arlington Financial Advisors as a home away from home, a comfortable place to protect what they've accomplished while they prepare for what comes next. Please visit ArlingtonFinancialAdvisors.com or call me, Diane Duva, at 805-699-7300. Of course my kid's in the right car seat. Well, I think he is. Yeah, my kid's in a booster seat. He was ready to move up. He is ready, right? Her car seat looks like the right size. There are probably rules on when to move up to a booster seat, aren't there? Rear-facing, forward-facing? I think I have it right. Car crashes are a leading killer of children 1 to 13. Are your children in the right car seat for their age and size? Don't think you know. Know you know. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat. I know my child's in the right car seat. Or else I wouldn't get in the driver's seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Money Talk, brought to you by American Riviera Bank, making your life easier with cutting-edge technology, mobile deposits, free use of every ATM machine in the country, and a level of service other banks can only dream about. And we can be reached at 805-564-1290, or you could email us at moneytalk1290 at gmail.com. So, Arthur, let's talk a moment about the yield curve. What's going on with the yield curve and what is it signaling to us? Well, thanks, Diane. And uh, the yield curve right now and has been for the last nine months is inverted, which means that the short term rate that the Federal Reserve sets by policy is uh, right now at five and a half percent. And that's a three month Treasury bill. 
And the long-term 10-year treasury bond is at 4.1%. So the uh, curve of the yields on treasury bonds goes up from five is from five and a half percent and it's up at the highest mark of the yield curve and that goes down to 4.1 percent on the 10-year bond what that typically signifies and for 11 of the 11 last times that that's happened 100 percent of the time that that inversion has happened a recession has happened within 18 months of that inversion the inversion happened this time uh, in this cycle in december of 2022 so Based on history, which is a guide, but not a gospel, um, we should expect to see a recession uh, in, by June of, of 2024. So, now, Arthur, Arthur, when um, when you're a lot of um, a good deal of what you're saying, what you've been saying in the last hour has to do with uh, being aware of and analyzing uh, a lot of the um economic news, uh, the political news, uh, uh, the financial news. Um, Warren Buffett, who is a, um, uh, a, uh, a student of Graham and Dodd, uh, the original, uh, at least in this century, long-term investors, you know, moved, uh, and I don't know whether this is apocalyptic or whether it's true, moved to uh, Iowa, uh, because he didn't want it to deal with noise. He didn't want to deal with all of the, you know, uh, discussions about what the world is doing economically. He just wanted to find companies that had long-term secular growth prospects and invest in them. Uh, can you do that today? Uh, do, do you need to have the knowledge that you have about every piece of minutia, uh, or or? Oh. Or can you just sit back and say, I think from the long term, X, Y, Z makes sense. I'm going to invest in it. Well, that's that's a perfect segue because, yes, my job is I need to know all these things and, and be able to communicate with people, uh, our clients uh, and our uh, uh, information providers and everyone that we help uh, at Arlington Financial with the knowledge that we can see all these situations. But... The reality is, is that what we're trying to do is help our clients and ourselves uh, have good behavior when it comes to the markets. And what does good behavior in the markets mean? That means not getting thrown off track of your financial plan by day-to-day, minute-to-minute news. It means that when there's an inevitable uh, uh, euphorias that we're selling some of the assets that are euphoric taking them back to their target levels and buying assets that are out of favor that people don't like, uh, and especially in, in, in stocks and also in fixed income. So what we're trying to do in behavior is twofold. Number one, keep invested in the long run because all these things I've talked about are just as, we had just as many or more negative uh, uh, assaults on our psyche over the last 80 years. Yet, if you just held on and put more money to work when things look bad, you would have had an extremely good return on asset and have most likely met your retirement goals, met your estate goals, and and been you know relatively wealthy, not having to you know uh, uh, deal with credit card debt and all these kinds of issues. So it's really important for uh, everyone to remember that while well, my job is to understand all these uh, 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 world events and how they apply to current asset values, because obviously I want to get 
better entrance and exit points for portfolio management purposes. The reality is that all those moves to get the right time, the right time behaviorally to invest money is with the idea that we're going to hold on to these assets for a very long time and reap the rewards of, of American capitalism and, and really world capitalism at this point. Um, so that's the target that we're going for. If you don't follow the news, you might be a lot better off, frankly, uh, because a lot of this noise uh, is, is contrary to the interests of, of, uh, of an investor. So let me give a commercial for Arlington. If you decide not to use someone like Arlington and invest in mutual funds, for example, and say, I, I can do the same thing with a fund, you're missing the point that the fund manager is going to succeed with his own or her own career if she beats the market in this quarter or the next quarter. So in effect, many, many people don't realize it, but they're investing with investing managers who um, are by their very virtue of how they're hired and fired uh, need to be invested for short-term performance. So when choosing an investment advisor, you need to choose someone if you believe in this theory, which I think is the only successful investment theory we've seen for a hundred years. I'm a firm believer in Graham and Dodd. You really need to find someone like Arlington who is not going to be penalized for doing badly in, in six months or a year. Yeah, because really we're looking at your overall long-term. What, what we often say is that we want people to enjoy their life and have their money be like the gasoline to their car, helping them get from, or their, their electricity in their car, helping them get from point A to point B, but not thinking about it. Because oftentimes when you are too emotional around the market, you tend to make the wrong decision at the wrong time. Yes, that comes right back around to behavior. Uh, behavioral finance has become a, I think the, it's becoming the preeminent uh, way for uh, uh, economists and um, investors to uh, really look at the psychology behind every decision that's made rather than an assumption that everybody acts rationally in their own best interests. And you just look at your life, I'm sure, uh, uh, as a listener, uh, you know people who make decisions and you can probably point to own your own decisions that um, aren't in your best interest but make you feel good uh, in the moment. And uh, what we're trying to do is, is help investors uh, not get caught up in those cycles of it feels good right now to sell or to buy a, a, an expensive asset or sell a cheap asset because it feels good right now. The real question is, is this an asset you want to own for the long run and have it compound your wealth? And I think that's the a key element uh, that has been proven to actually work uh, for investors. You're listening to Money Talk on AM 1290 and FM 96.9, and we'll be right back with our final segment. What defines our community? Is it the people? The businesses? Is it the ranches, vineyards, and farms? We think it's all of those, and we're committed to helping our communities thrive. Homeowners existing and new, businesses looking to grow or bring up the next generation, 
our regional agriculture, managing their seasons, crops, and livestock. We're American Riviera Bank, and we invest in our communities, in you. St. Vincent's here in Santa Barbara operates a family strengthening program that offers transitional housing, parenting classes, and counseling for single mothers with young children. Here's Regina Ruiz. This is just an absolutely inspirational program where we bring mothers and their children to live right here with us on our 21-acre campus here in Santa Barbara. And they can stay with us up to two and a half years and receive wraparound services and even send their children to our school, which is also right here on campus, the Early Childhood Education Center. And we really try to support them turning their lives around. It really, really helped our children get a better future, learn more about St. Vincent's, and Share the love and compassion that you have in your heart with others in need in our community. For more information about St. Vincent's Family Strengthening Program, go to stvincents-sb.org or call 805-683-6381. The Social Security Act was signed into law by President Franklin Roosevelt this month in 1935. The program aimed to provide financial protection to retired workers over 65. The first monthly check under the system was issued in the amount of $22.54. Now there are 42.5 million retired workers receiving benefits, which average about $1,404 a month. Profile America is a public service of the U.S. Census Bureau. Money Talk, brought to you by Arlington Financial Advisors, a leading wealth management firm founded on providing thoughtful, objective, and comprehensive financial guidance for families and entities who are seeking long-term financial confidence. So Arthur, as the head of um, investments for Arlington Financial Advisors, how do you work with the financial plan for a client? Walk us through what that looks like. Well, sure, Diane. Thanks. Um, What I do is uh, first, give the information on how we invest uh, to our prospective clients, our philosophy, and our results over time. And when the uh, client makes a decision to start working with us, then they go through an extensive planning uh, and uh, strategizing process with their financial advisor. Uh, and that's the most critical part of the uh, of the process because. When the, our clients work with their advisor, they figure out what their true uh, ma- mathematically determined uh, risk tolerances are. And not only risks to what their tolerance is for risk in their investment portfolio, but also their uh, risk in their uh, liabilities, in their business, and their, in their real estate holdings, and in their family structures. And all those components are such a key uh, structural element. It's, it's like you said earlier in the show, uh, that's the chassis of the car. All these elements are um, that I just mentioned uh, really. And what I look at myself as is the gasoline, the type or the electricity, what kind of gas we're putting, what kind of electricity we're putting, how aggressive of a, of a, of a, a drive chain or a torque are we going to put into this vehicle? Um, are we going to, you know, and we, this is the 
part that the client, once they get comfortable with the uh, chassis, uh, all they have to do is really just monitor the performance of the gasoline. And that takes a lot of pressure off of short-term performance chasing and emotions in the investment process, which leads to uh, really good long-term results. We've been doing this now uh, as, a, as a group together uh, since uh, the year 2000, so that's 23 years. And we've been, we've had started Arlington uh, uh, in 2010, so that's been 13 years as an independent company. And I've been investing money with the same long-term philosophy since 1990 for clients. So this is a way that really works. This is the way we found uh, that we studied and that I've studied intensely. And it's the way that works best for clients. So people aren't uh, really, really getting uh, scared out of uh, a good plan or a good investment by short-term transitory events. That's a great way to put it. And so, so are there, what do you love most about your job? Ah, uh, what I love is uh, I, I get to read and I get to think uh, besides all the people I work with in my company and the clients that I get to work with, um, I get to, I get to read and I get to think, and I get to synthesize a lot of information into, uh, something hopefully, well, not hopefully, I mean, it is, it's, it's coherent and it's useful and it applies to people's lives and, and really helps people, uh, have better, less stressful lives. Thank you, Arthur, for being here. And I'm sure all your clients, thank you for all you do. And thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Money Talk and we'll see you all next week.